Did you know Echoplex has a 24-hour stream? That's right. Check out our 24-7 music stream at echoplexmedia.com live or at eplex.xyz. Our huge self-submitted local music library plays the best tunes the Bay Area has to offer, ad and commercial free, well, except for ours, and even by request. Check out the player on echoplexmedia.com or at eplex.xyz. Bookmark it and enjoy it all day. Echoplex is very supportive of our local music scene, and we hope you enjoy the soundtrack they've so graciously sent in for us to play on our network. If you like who you hear, please go check them out. The names of the artists are displayed on the player at echoplexmedia.com and at eplex.xyz.
death of a classic by dark satellite this is local love we're back everybody uh, you know friends of matt and all he came and hit us up and i uh, was like all right well you guys are friends with matt so we gotta we gotta kind of have you uh interview oh, thank you i'm yeah. here with uh, a couple of the guys from uh, dark satellite two out of the three of the trio it looks like here mm -hmm. you guys mm -hmm. can introduce yourselves real quick yeah i'm charlie um i play guitar in dark satellite trevor i'm the bassist and vocalist hell yeah that that music video was really cool we were talking a little uh, off mic, and uh, Trevor, you uh, was that your first video editing experience of any any complexity? Yes, that that's a good way of putting it. Uh, I've always avoided like getting too deep in the weeds on the video editing side, but uh, on this one, had to get. He was deep in the weeds. I was on very this deep one. in the weeds. <laughs> Man, I we were talking about. I fucking hate video editing. I do too. It's but I know like. Like it looks like looks like you know you spent some time on that because especially if you were just getting going like you you definitely cared about the end product you don't you could hate the process and still care about the end product yeah so, and that's that that's that's great that's great see and that's the title the title track off your uh, recent album mm -hmm. uh, correct yeah fantastic so you were mentioning that the well who shot that video because that was shot in a very cool way I kind of like that that sort of just white background. Yeah, so we had two uh, camera people film us. Um, the Super 8 footage was someone named Claire Donahue from uh, Rainbow Tunnel Productions in San Francisco. And then it was, uh, what was in, what was the other one? Was, uh, Sean at Doodad in Roseville. Yes. And there's about a few months apart from filming. So it was, it was a long process of figuring out, you know, what type of shots we wanted and, you know. What kind of style we were going for that that bright white background is very very cool it uh it one thing it one thing it does that is good i think for the viewer but maybe might make it make the band a little self-conscious is it really makes people focus on the members of the band doesn't it mm -hmm. oh yeah it was hot that day right too. yeah it was already like 110 outside and then those lights were cooking us and you know i wanted to wear my flannel so <laughs> that was cooking me even more <laughs> Got to, got to keep it real. Got to, keep yeah, it real. yeah. The, that's cool. When, when did this album? When did you finish up with this album? At the beginning of the year, it, it came yeah. out in January, so it was uh, at the end of or mid December when uh, I finished uh, mixing everything. Um, yeah, I mean that's it was pretty easy to put together uh, audio wise. Yeah, it was over. You know. I'd say probably eight months of recording it, maybe, and and then it came out in January. And then we just, you know, been playing shows local, you know, locally to promote it. And then we just got back from, you know, first part of our tour. So it's been, it's been fun promoting it. I'd say more than it was <laughs> going back and forth mixing it. Sometimes you can go a little crazy mixing the same song over and over. Yeah. That's funny you should mention that because like I have a lot of other artists in here and their their least favorite part is promoting things. Oh, mm. oh, see, I love just to, if I if I could just go out and play it on stage. To me, that I mean, it's fun going into the studio, but when there's a lot of nitpicking certain parts, and then you hear something you didn't before, and sometimes if you listen to the same thing over and over and over, you start to hear things that aren't necessarily <laughs> right. there. Start to fucking hallucinate. You're, you're gonna your own find track. a mistake that doesn't exist, and then we're gonna point at Trevor to fix it, and he goes nuts over that. So, 
Yeah, so it, it is. Uh, you guys have the advantage of having your own studio. So you're not, um, you know, I've talked to some people where they're, they felt very pressed for time when they yeah. went in to record an album. And they said that, you know, certain things just had to be left good enough or not even that certain things were left good enough that they didn't, you know, they ended up with less songs than they thought they were going to be able to record and all that. So that's, that's a real big advantage. Uh, you, you, uh, Trevor, you run uh, the Cactus House. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, and that's actually how I met Charlie originally. Yeah, I was just, I was a customer of his at first. Um, yeah, I would go in there and uh, record some music. And that's when Dark Satellite was an instrumental band for a while. And, uh, you know, I was kind of BSing with Trevor, like, hey, man, I'm I'm looking for a singer. And he tried out and he nailed it. Next thing you know, I'm going to a studio every weekend for years after that. Hmm to record you know music together so that that's good i think like uh you know i think about like my life and like like the people i've met and like you if you, i wouldn't have been involved in music in one way or another through throwing raves and djing and then you know then this podcast i wouldn't i don't think i'd know half of the people that i know mm. oh yeah i mean i don't i probably wouldn't have any friends if i wasn't a musician <laughs> so i don't know i mean i playing in this band i've just met so many people and you know, you know, Trevor and our drummer, Travis, I mean, they're, they're some of my best friends. And it's weird to think that I would never even know they existed if it wasn't for being a musician. Right. That guitar, that guitar is there. The, 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 it's my the, guitar's fault. It's, yes. a, it's a, it's a, what do we call it? Like a friend weapon? Yes. Oh. But not a weapon to use on your friends unless things get real weird. We're well, not that type of band. No, right? no. <laughs> <laughs> you're like gear is expensive and I love some of this stuff. Yeah. I've always, I always wondered about that. Like when, it, like do, if you saw like a band you know that would they destroy a guitar would they make sure it was their like least favorite guitar that they would use on this song mm. when they destroyed the guitar or would they just get like so wrapped up in it and then they go home and they're like crap that was my favorite guitar right i think i think a little <laughs> bit of both i mean i've i've there's times i'm playing where i'm really into it and i'll be more rough with my guitar than i intend to be but it's you're just in the moment having fun that's a little bit different than putting it through your amplifier too. So yeah, I'm not right. to that Pete Townsend <laughs> stage. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. Um, so the uh, cactus house, I, I do believe there that some of the other uh, bands that people, maybe some of my audience, there's some of the bands that they're maybe very familiar with, uh, mm -hmm. probably recorded at cactus house. What, what, uh, what bands that, what, what are the, some of the San Jose bands you've recorded there? Oh, well, Periscope. Um, uh, nobody's heard of them. Right. <laughs> uh, and, uh, well, I, I played in that band for years. So. No, oh, my God. On the, your guitar work on that, on Resurfaced, man. I oh, was thank you. Blown away. I forget the name of the song where the song kind of stops and then it goes, it's like, I don't even know if it's a scale, but it like starts to step through the, through the, through the tones. I forget the name of, I forget which song that is, but that's like the, the tone and like the, the, the feedback and stuff on that is just oh was it my disease the yeah, opening yeah, track yeah, 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 that, yeah that one has that cool like harmonized yeah, uh, kind of like like walking sort of part yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I fucking blown away absolutely thank fucking you blown away that was always fun to play live too yeah yeah but we're not we're not here to talk about no no we're not talking about periscope anymore <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, hi matt oh yeah he's he might be uh listening um yeah recently i've been recording family obligation uh, oh cool they yeah, have, the, yeah. The kyle's kyle's been kind of a good kyle and uh kyle and uh, tara have been like good friends of mine they were some of the first oh. people in the music scene that i met when i moved to san jose cool. 12 years ago 
Oh yeah, they're uh, great people. Oh, yeah, they're fun. They're a yeah. fun band to watch and just. Oh yeah, they kind of came out of nowhere too. Either that yeah. or like I just didn't see them. But then I, I they were play, they played at. Oh, I th- they played the Periscope show. I think at uh, at Bar Boutique, the mm-hmm. album release, and I was like, "Whoa, wait, what?" <laughs> I was like, yeah. this is so fun. So you that that must have been fun recording them too. Oh yeah, they're they're like the easiest band uh, to work with in the world, and uh, they're just uh, such nice people and. Um. Yeah, uh, Micah is is such a good understated drummer too. Uh, I'm not just saying that because they're like regular uh, recording clients. It, it is actually no, like dude is rock steady. Yeah, super easy to work with. Um, yeah, it's cool. Uh, they they're kind of one of the bigger ones. Um, Grace and the Grit uh, recorded their EP with me recently, so that's uh, Nihal's other group. Um. So they'll probably be on here pretty soon, actually. Ah, very good, very good. Yeah, I, uh, Nehal I had on um, one of my last interviews from the San Jose studio. Right. Uh, but I, I, it was more to talk about Nehal, because we had talked about her band. Nothing wrong with her bands, but, mm. you know, it was more interesting to, like, hear about, you know, her experience, especially being, like, a woman in, like, what is largely a boys' club. That was a oh, yeah. interesting conversation. Yeah, but, definitely. And, you know, it's not always but sometimes it's harder for women uh, most of the guys most of the guys especially the guys that in like our kind of cl- group of people are not that are, aren't shitty like that but it doesn't right. mean that other people aren't oh yeah um so you said you finished part of your tour where where, where, yes. where did you where'd you guys hit up so we went to portland then we hung out in seattle for a few days and then um eugene oregon on the way back mm-hmm. and we made a stop in eureka and then we're going to be going to Fresno, LA, San Diego, and back. That's October 5th. We leave. So you guys are doing like a kind of have a split in half West Coast tour with a yeah. stop home because yeah, because or, li- li- your lives do happen. So well, ori- <laughs> originally we were going to do it all in one shot, but a couple of people told me like, hey, if you want your band to stay together, you should probably take a two week break <laughs> yeah. in between. If you don't mind, if, uh, who, who told you that? There's a there's a booking uh, agency that kind of guided us, oh, on, cool. you know, to reaching out to certain venues, and they they made that recommendation, and I was like, okay, yeah. Oh, I call. thought it might have been. I thought uh, uh, my first guest would have been Curtis from Monkey because they've been oh, on many oh, many right. tours, and he has many many stories. To be honest, though, I did not want tour to end. I mean, you guys are having fun. I, we're yeah. having so much fun, and we never really get to hang out as a band. We're always just recording or prepping for shows. So being or, able or to, working, right? You guys have jobs. Yeah, yeah. So to be able to sit in a car or in a hotel room with these guys and just crack jokes and drink beer and laugh our asses off and watch stupid shows <laughs> was it was a lot of fun. Uh, the the break's probably good though. Let's let's you recharge. Let's people if you know I don't know yeah. I don't know if all three of you have day jobs, but it lets you hit back up your day job and yeah. see your family, see your friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Just just uh, take a break. I couldn't imagine like. I like as a DJ, I went on like some smaller tours, but there's a lot less involved. Even back then, I mean, I had to carry my records and, I, and yeah. some headphones. You know, it's a lot less involved. And like, I was with a couple. Guys, I was on. I was. I traveled with a couple guys, but it was because it was a convenient. We weren't like a band, mm. right? So it wasn't really the same dynamic. But I was after what I was gone for like five days, three shows in five days. The, then the then it was like two days off and then the fourth show by the middle of the fourth show i hadn't even played yet and i was ready to go home i was like i, w- I just want to go home I was, yeah. like, I was like fuck boise 
And then we got up for breakfast and it was $4. And I was like, oh, I could move here. Oh, right. Man. Yeah. I wish we had that when we were on tour. God, man, yeah. shit was so expensive. But well, was, yeah, yeah. You guys, well, Eugene was probably cheaper than like yeah. Portland or Seattle. I forgot where we were, but I think gas was like, like six fifty or something. You, it must I think have been it was C- a, Seattle. Yeah, yeah. Like Seattle. I gotta say though, Seattle was something else. We cannot wait to go back there. Mm-hmm. We had the best time. Had you not been as an adult? Never. No, no. we've never played there. Oh, Seattle's a cool town. I, I haven't played a gig there, but I've been there a couple times. A friend of mine, one of the times we went, liked it so much that six months later, he was like, "Sorry, Dave, I'm going to move out of the apartment." It was back when I lived. Oh, in that's Campbell. how we felt. We were like looking at each other, like, "All right, we gotta, we gotta get here soon again." Yeah, moving, so. moving, moving a whole ass recording studio and finding a good space for it—that was probably a huge limiting factor. Oh, it, it definitely is. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see myself moving anytime soon. But uh, I don't know if one of you guys move there. Yeah, I we'll make our drummer Travis there. do it. <laughs> that's 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 super cool. Um. How many uh, shows did you play? Did you play just one show in each of those cities, or were you able to play a couple shows in Portland or a couple shows in Seattle? Co- couple in Seattle, right? yeah, there were three in Seattle. Yeah, it was three in Seattle. We did one in Portland and one in Eugene on the way back. I might be and missing one or two. One in Eureka, one in San Francisco. Yeah, so seven, seven. So in the San Francisco one, you have another show in San Francisco coming up pretty soon. I noticed. Is that? Um, is it, or, or did I, did I get my, did I get my dates all screwed up and that was the homecoming them. show that you guys did in San Francisco and it already passed. That one already passed. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I got my dates all screwed up then. It's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I am a, I'm a, I'm the, I'm the best radio host. Uh, <laughs> no, our next show is actually in Fresno. So oh, cool. That, that's October 5th. And on, on that, uh, on that part of the tour, will you be finishing up with a show here in the Bay area again? Yeah. Um, so we were supposed to play on the 21st of October, but, uh, the other bands we were working with, there was some sort of miscommunication. So we're either going to just take that day off or book something else. But we are playing um, the 13th at the Bistro in Hayward. God, I love that place. I used to work at, uh, I was going to call it a cannabis club, but I think they just sold weed to people illegally. (laughs) But it was like right across the street. So like if we didn't really want to go to the city or whatever, it was like Friday and we were like, you know, we didn't really feel like going out to the city. We could always go to the bistro and catch a show. Yeah. Yeah. And it was super cool. A nice kind of small place. Um, Yeah. I've never been there. I've heard, you know, sometimes the crowds are really good. So. Yeah, I haven't been in a very long time because, like, before this, I lived in Southside, San Jose, and before that, I lived in Campbell. And getting out, like, if I was going to go as far as Hayward, we were going to the city, right? Like, mm, yeah, because if we, we we weren't going out in downtown Hayward, if we're going to make that kind of trip, we were we're going we're going to just go to the city and go to like a you know big show or something. But yeah, that's a um, that's a cool place, and it's very it's a mix of kind of neighborhoody, and you will get people from like Oakland and all the, maybe even all the way down to San Jose who will show up to that place sometime. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like playing. the venues that bring the neighborhood people in. It's, yeah, that's, you know, that's been like a sort of a staple of downtown Hayward for a very long time. Cool. I, I remember, I remember going there and when I was 20 and it was, uh, I wasn't supposed to be in there, but my friend's band was playing and I somehow managed to get in. I mean, it was that was like 25 years ago so it's been there it's been there a very long time so that's that's a that's a great place to come back to and if you've never played there before i think i think it'll be fun um on your on your tour where how were how were the crowds like which which city do you think uh i know you liked seattle the most but which mm. city do you think you got the you you had the show maybe with the best response in 
I would say it was Seattle. Yeah. Do you remember the venue? Uh, Belltown Yacht Club. Yeah. Yeah. That was a cool spot. Cool, cool bar. It's like underground from another bar. And you got to meet the door person in, in an alleyway. And you go down a freight elevator. And it's just this whole entire bar that's... It's it's like a movie scene. Right. It's it's awesome. Everyone was super nice, you know. Um, and like parts of like just... I guess people who go to those shows all the time knew the, the, the guy who ran it mm -hmm. so they would just come into the green room and like make jokes with us and like just say the funniest shit ever and we were all just having a good time yeah what that's cool uh how was the show in eugene because i know eugene's like a smaller market yeah it was it was fun there was, it was yeah it was, a, it was like a small type of crowd i think it was a weekday too yeah um was it at least like a thursday I think it was a Thursday. <laughs> That's good because a Tuesday, Tuesday, it's not rocking, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, Tuesday shows are kind of hard, but yeah, it was a Thursday, and there was like this cool cat that was just sitting at the bar the whole time. That's right, and Buddy was his name. That, yeah, I'm glad you got his name. <laughs> good ass beer. Yeah. Um, but we were like, there was just a moment I was standing in that crowd, and I'm like, what city am I in again? <laughs> and what day is it? But. Yeah, Eugene was fun. That that's kind of a that's kind of a good feeling though. Like you know, because I mean, the last time I really felt that it was more like I was on vacation, and you guys yeah. were definitely out working. But still, like being like I'm not at home. I kind of forget where I am, and I don't know what day it is. That's that's kind of a good feeling actually, because we're so connected now, like just yeah. so completely overly connected that like even not knowing what time it is is kind of bizarre. So right, feeling feeling a little out of place, out of sorts, and like not remembering where you're at and what day it is is actually pretty fucking cool. So if it's okay with you guys, we'll take a little break and we'll yeah. play this uh play another song from your album. Uh a favorite I hear. It's uh, Little House. Mm -hmm. Any anything we should know about this before we play it or maybe talk about it after it's over? Oh, we can talk about it after. Okay, great. Uh this is Local Love. We have a uh, Dark Satellite here and we'll be right back. Sweet reservation like a fool
by Dark Satellite, and I had forgotten to turn off the thing that keeps playing the music, so whatever. This is, uh, we're professional here. Professional. I'm here with a couple of the guys from Dark Satellite. Oh, your drummer's not here, though. Can we give a shout-out for your drummer, please? Yes, Travis Drum. He, Tra- he He's a drummer named Drum, and he's fucking awesome, and we're so glad he's in Dark Satellite. He's, his last name really is Drum? Drum with yes. two M's. That's very cool. Hmm. I Yeah, sometimes I feel like he gets annoyed at shows, but like he'll be talking to someone and I'll just completely interrupt the conversation. I'll be like, dude, you gotta, you gotta know this guy's last name. It's drum, dude. <laughs> and usually the person he's talking to is like, looks so annoyed and pissed off at me, but I, yeah. I, I like that. I, le- I learned, I don't even, I just met you and I learned that you're like me. You do kind of like annoying your friends and the people they're talking to at the bar. Yes. I like, yeah, we're the same. That is, that's, very, that's very fun. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all in good fun and you hope you don't piss anybody off too bad, but you not too know. bad. So no, yeah, he's a, he's a good guy. He lives in Sacramento and, um, he makes the long drive to San Jose, you know, at least like three times a month to practice with us and record with us. So he's a good dedicated member. Is, is this like on a weekday? Uh, it's like Saturdays. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, we've been so busy with shows, but our usual practice day is like Saturday. Which sometimes it's a bummer because there's a lot of cool shows of bands that we know, but we're all, you know, Saturday seems to be the only day that we could all get together. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, you know, basically one of the things, and I forget who it was, it was one of the last, it might have been Nahal who said that, like, when you end up working in uh, entertainment, you end up missing all of your friends' entertaining things because you're busy working in entertainment. Right. Yeah. It'd be a, in your case, you know, your band has to practice or it's not going to be any good. And if Saturday's the day, then Saturday's the day. And if, you know, like, especially during the summer, it has to be in the evening because, uh, this summer wasn't too bad, but oh my God, last summer was yeah. fucking something, wasn't it? That was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I still wear all black though when I go to San Jose during the summer. <laughs> so I don't, yeah, but it, yeah. it gets hot down there. It gets hot down oh, there. Oh, where, you don't live in San Jose. Where do you live? I live in Hercules. It's in the East Bay. I know where Hercules yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, you guys are kind of pretty far flung, actually. You got a, you got a Hercules, San Jose, and uh, Sacramento. Yeah. Yeah. We each, you know, uh, kind of, have our own territory and we kind of have our own connections and we mix all those connections together. And, you know, that's why we mainly play shows from the East Bay to San Jose and then SF in between some Sacramento shows, but not many Sacramento. There's a lot going on, but like from what I've seen, and it might just be maybe, maybe my, the, the way in which I see it because of the people I know, there's like kind of a darker, like a, like, a, like a little bit of a goth scene and like an industrial metal, like not industrial metal, like industrial rock scene going on there. That's actually pretty big. And that's, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've heard also like pop punk is kind of big in Sacramento too. That's kind of, that's kind of big everywhere. It's, yeah. You can, you can almost some... take, you can almost take the word uh, punk off the end of it. Not that it's not punk. It's just that it's become so popular. Yeah, you're right. Right. I guess. Cause that's all. Yeah. I mean, somebody, somebody asked me to like define pop music and I was like, are you kidding? It's just music. That's popular. I mean, it could be anything it, you know, right. like during the eighties, it was that heavy metal that everybody was that really heavy metal. I mean, the fake heavy metal, the hair metal, the hair the hair metal, metal. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was being marketed as satanic so that like the, <laughs> the people would freak out about it. So that more kids would buy it. That was the pop music of the day. And then after that kind of hip hop came along and then more recently, it's a lot been a lot more like electronic driven. The pop yeah. music has been. But it's that's all pop music, and people. Mm-hmm. It's really weird thinking when when you hear people try to describe pop music. It's like I don't think you can. But yeah, that that sort of pop punk has always been always been like big, and yeah. uh, here in San Jose too, actually. Yeah, you know, a lot of those kinds of bands, and I I don't know you know where you draw the line from like punk rock and pop punk and stuff. So I don't want to I don't want to start throwing around names and having people come for me. So <laughs> although everybody in the music scene is super nice, um. Where, when you're in San Jose, where do you, where do you guys, I mean, I know the answer to this. Where do you like to play in San Jose? Well, I mean, it's just Art Boutique and Caravan mostly in San Jose. And yeah, that's yeah. everybody, everybody's answer. Have you guys played the Ritz yet? No, not yet. Uh, yeah. We may later this year in November, there's a band that's going to be on tour that contacted us. So that's a possibility, but nothing is set in stone. Yeah, that's a bit. That's a pretty big room. You have to. It's hard for it'd be hard for like local acts to fill that room up. You need to be there, like supporting somebody touring. We played a place called the Orifice. Oh yeah, in downtown San Jose. It's right next to was it Levix? Um, by San Jose State. Yeah, uh, iguanas is around the corner. Yeah, it's like a super like punk DIY like basement garage beer cans everywhere. 
It was so much fun though. The right level of sketchy. The, yeah. the, it was just that that's that's funny. The windows were cracked just enough not to be worried. Um but yeah, I mean there was a lot of people that showed up. There was a line down the street for people to come in. Um super loud. Nothing was mic'd up, but the the energy was there. Yeah, good spot. So I think the Orifice and Art Boutique even yeah. though they're on two different sides. Oh yeah, definitely two different those sides. Those are those got to be my favorite places in San Jose. Do you know if the if the or you said DIY and I don't do, do you know if they're uh like was there a bar? No. Oh, okay. No. Okay. No so, yeah, I know what kind of uh, it's the kind of space I may have once been looking for for a different kind of event. Hmm. Yeah, no, no bar, maybe no permit. Yeah, and, uh, like no real sound person either. <laughs> right. It was more like just turn up and someone was just working like a projection screen and it was it was fun though it was a lot of fun you know if they're still doing shows there i think they are yeah, yeah. I, think so. I think i saw one happen you know a few weeks ago um but yeah it's the orifice on instagram if, if anyone wants to look them up very cool yeah, yeah. Two, definitely two different ends of the spectrum mm -hmm. the thing i like about art boutique i mean the sounds good but the the lights i mean I go, oh yeah oh yeah bill's a great uh lighting guy yeah yeah and I, uh, you know, I, I like had to do, I like had to do lighting. And so I was like, I tried to, um, bend Dan's ear about it. And Dan's like, I don't do the lighting because, mm -hmm. <laughs> because I had not here, but at the, when we had the other space in the garage, it was like really hard actually to get the, like the lighting for our shows the way we wanted it to, because the, you can't like, you know, you get bright lights and you point them right at you. Okay. That's great. Now you're just casting shadows on everything and you, mm. you accidentally look up at the light and you can't see for a day. So <laughs> that's not, that's not really doable. But then in a garage, you point the lights up and hope that they reflect, but then the, everything's Brown. Right. And so you're not going to get a lot of reflection. So, yeah, I think we played like a new song at art boutique one time and the lights were just spot on. And it's like, he must've just heard it. Like, you know, cause it wasn't, that song's not on Spotify or anything. And he just like picked up every cue we had from the song and had cool lights to match it. I think there's a, a mixture going on there of like manual and computer control too, where they okay. use the, the, like here we have, I, mean, I don't do it while we're talking, it would scare everybody, but we have the ability to like use the audio input to sort of trigger uh, oh, the lights. Like flashing. So, so if I like screamed, it would just be like flashing red lights. Um, it would, yeah. I, I mostly use it when I like DJ late at night, like okay, on that's Twitch, cool. so that it's, you know, the, the lights are going with the music. Mm. Damn, that's um, awesome. So, and I imagine, I can't imagine they don't do at least a little bit of that there because they have a pretty complicated system. But yeah, the light guys uh, working hard. And um, I mean, also, they they spared no expense on those lights. I have just cheap plastic lights there. <laughs> they spared no expense on those lights. I bet. I bet like one of their lights is more than all of my lights, mm. right? <laughs> like that's, and it's such a cool place. And the, you know what I like about that place the most actually is like, you see people there with their fucking kids and that's yeah, so yeah. cool. When I was younger, I'd have been like, what the hell are kids doing at a show? But now, <laughs> now that my sister has kids and half of my friends have kids, I'm like, Oh, this is kind of dope that you're able to bring your kids here. Yeah. And it's not just like a, like a, a venue. It's like you walk in and it's this whole like comic book store and, I don't know. Art boutique is just it's it's a fun place to be. Yeah, there's a and you know there's a way in which that could be totally whack, but it's not. Do you know it's what I'm not, saying? Right. There's a way in which it could be kind of cheesy or like it feels like they're trying to kind of pump you for money or whatever with all the with all the merch in the front, but there there's no there's no like sales pitch when you go there or anything. It's very cool. Yeah. Right. And they do like a lot of cool community events there. They do like drink and draw where you can just kind of hang out and there's like a DJ and people are drinking. They they do a good job there and I 
I'm glad that venue made it through the pandemic because uh, mm-hmm. there were they were doing a lot of online events and um, it seemed like it seemed like they were possibly uh, on the cusp there for a minute. So. Yeah, we had a uh, our first album um, release show there, and it was it was live stream. Live stream, only. yeah. That's when it was you know live. That was the only option. So. They, they did a good job on their live streams too. I yeah, mean, yeah. They spent a lot really of money good. on cameras and stuff. Yeah, definitely. And, and I know they spent a lot of money on their computer because they told me about it because <laughs> we were, we were streaming right when the pandemic hit, we were already streaming and doing some music stuff. So when, um, others had to do it, it's, we, we didn't really, we should have done more, I think to help, but we had our own shit going on, but we definitely were, uh, some of the people that folks would be like, Oh, I, I have a computer and I need to, you know, I need to stream. And I'm like, not on that computer. You don't, <laughs> what you need is a much more powerful computer, unfortunately. But most people listen to us and it, you know, it, it came out. Okay. Like, um, the, the fun, I think the funnest, one of the funnest things we did during the pandemic was the first, uh, sofa that was virtual. Mm. We were like the only stage that just went like all the way through, like, instead of having ter- you know turn off and then go to this other channel to watch this band or whatever, we were just all the way through and we were piping every, all the different acts in. Oh, that's cool. And then we like, if, if possible, we were interviewing the bands like after they played or. Oh. Like, like in calls. between the sets and everything yeah cool. yeah because yeah, we were able to do that right and it's no 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 fault on anybody else that they weren't able to we were just already doing a version of that yeah and so we were able to do it and we we had all the viewers like we were fairly new on twitch at the time too so that was that was like the first time we cracked 500 viewers nice and so that that was a lot of fun we don't we don't really uh, uh, uh all of us moved essentially so we don't we don't really we don't really uh, do any any work with those cats anymore. But that that first sofa was a lot of fun. Huh. Cool. When are <clears throat> when does your tour start? You, your tour starts up again. You said the fifth of October. Yeah. Yes. Is that like the day you leave, or is that your first show? That's our first show in Fresno. Gotcha. Um. Yeah. Are you excited? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm really excited. It's. It's kind of like. The first part of the tour, you know, you're nervous in the very beginning, and what then you, once you play your first show, that the nerves kind of turn into like, okay, I'm ready for the next one, I'm ready for the next one, um, and now it's like a reset. So I'm like catching up on sleep pretty much, um, but I think once we do that first show, the excitement will will come again. That, that's assuming nothing goes horribly wrong on the first show, but maybe I shouldn't jinx it for oh, you no. guys. The first show actually looks really fun. It's like an art art festival. Thing. Oh, there's cool. a bunch of bands, and there's like a cool like goth DJ playing. I, I forget his name, um, but yeah, there's a there's. It seems like a really cool little festival we're doing. And so that's like probably during the day. Actually, it's around the evening time, like around seven o'clock. Huh. So, oh, yeah. cool. When I think festival, I think like outside and during the day. But that's that's what I thought at first too. But no, it's like a really nice uh, brewery. Oh, cool! Yeah. So you guys will get you guys will you guys will probably get drunk by accident, of course. <laughs> yes, we we will probably. <laughs> when, so I want to talk a little bit about the album. When you guys go to write, how does how does this how does this work? Because you guys are all in like three different places, and I presume. Mm-hmm that you're writing even when you're not together. Yeah, we are. So how does that process, I, it's not going to be the same for every song or whatever I understand, but like generally, how does that process work for you guys? Well, I usually have some messy guitar riff 
that either I made a few years ago or a few weeks ago. Um, and then I will bring it to Trevor's house. And then me and Trevor will kind of jam on it for a while. And then Travis will do some stuff, you know, and we'll just kind of jam on it. And then it'll slowly form into a song. Yeah. So, and so you, you're usually the one that, that starts the songwriting. Um, I say a lot of the songs on the EP, they were guitar riffs that I had for a while. Um, but that's just for the guitar portion. You know, Trevor is always coming up with really good bass lines. And like any of the overdubs, like yeah. any of the keys or acoustic stuff that you hear, it's uh that's like that's probably my favorite part of the process is once the framework is down, then it's like, oh, I get to just like, you know, put this here and if I don't like it, get rid of it, put something else and um and then it's like I'll write all the the lyrics and uh, lyrically it's kind of the same thing where it's like I, I usually end up writing like two or three times the lyrics that I need and kind of like whittling it down to my favorite lines um, and there, there's times I'll I guess it's like a writer's block pretty much and then I'll sometimes describe to Trevor what I need and what I'm trying to do and he'll just sometimes take my guitar and play it it's like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> you, <laughs> you found what I was trying to make, or you created what I was thinking of. Um, and then we all kind of take recommendations from each other. You know, our, our Travis will, you know, maybe suggest I strum a certain way. And me and Trevor, we're always telling Travis to do something crazy on drums, and he'll do it. Hmm. Well, that, that's good that he can. That's good that he can do it. He's pretty. Yeah, I was. I was listening to. Um, I heard some recordings of your live stuff, and your drummer is pretty fucking rock steady. Like he's 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 there. You can you can tell. Like oh yeah, he's just right there. What do they? I think they say it's in the pocket or whatever. He's just. It's, um, he, yeah, I mean, he yeah he's he's great. Yeah, he's all over the pocket. He's always like he uh, is the pocket. He, <laughs> the pocket is full though. Like he, he's a very busy drummer too. Like he's always like. Uh, chopping it up and um yeah actually the the song death of a classic has a pretty interesting section where he's uh he's on his uh stack and uh um between that the bass line and the vocal part is like an ongoing kind of like i feel that section coming up and it's like oh i got a extra focus on that it's like kind of a strange polyrhythm but when it when it's on it sounds so cool yeah it, like we we want to sound like more people are in the band right yeah we, we, we want to sound like there's like eight people in the band we want to have a big sound a lot of stuff going on but we're all in complete control of what we're playing yeah it, it <clears throat> i you know I, I i knew you were a trio because i looked into the band but yeah if i would have just picked up like the the ep or whatever i would have assumed there was at least another guitarist mm. yeah well, I guess that we're doing pretty good. There we go. <laughs> so, speaking of the EP, um, I was going to play I don't know, maybe Undertow from the EP. Yeah, sure. Yeah. We'll take take a little break, and then we'll come back as local love. We're here with a uh, dark satellite, and uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> Oh, 
Alberto by Dark Satellite uh, while, while the song was playing. I found out that a uh, organ that had been recently rebuilt was mm-hmm. in that song. You want to talk a little? I know we talked about it uh, off off mic, but that's okay. Got a little practice on the talking <laughs> on the about details. it. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was a, a former roommate of mine. Uh, it was non-functional. It was like a family heirloom, 1952 S series Hammond. Um, kind of a, a bizarre contraption, but um, you know he was offering to pay me to fix it and uh fortunately mechanically it was actually very sturdy it just needed uh well it just needed hundreds of capacitors uh, replaced because they had oh just hundreds uh, just yeah you know just a nice uh 30 something hour job uh so finished that up and i was like well i have to put it on a recording and it kind of worked well uh that you know the intro of undertow there's no repeating sections and uh, the intro is kind of talking about like a more sentimental time so having that vintage organ over it that was was pretty cool it worked uh musically uh very well yeah it was exactly what we needed for that part too, yeah so. good job trevor <laughs> 30 <laughs> hours well spent there there was a periscope song uh, uh bringing them up against uh so it goes that i fixed a Rhodes and used that on there and it was a similar situation where it's like wow that really was like the perfect sort of uh thing so sometimes those um repair and rebuild jobs end up being really good uh studio um flavors as well well it's always it's, yeah. it's always nice to just kind of have something new up in the mix that, yeah. that isn't usually up in the mix absolutely especially if it's like some old you know instrument yeah you know, like some quirky thing that can only kind of do one thing you know, you just use it on something good and get rid of it. Yeah. Well, well, in this, in the, well, in this case, it wasn't yours, so you know, you oh, give right. it back to the owner. Yeah. Although you said it's a roommate of yours, so is it still at still at your place? Oh no, this uh, he had actually moved um, like a couple years prior, and it had just oh, been hanging a out. Roommate. Okay, gotcha. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it worked pretty well. My fear about uh, working on it was that it just wouldn't like I would address what I thought was the issue and then it's like well it still just doesn't work there's something else wrong but uh, now those Hammonds are built like tanks and they're built to be serviced too it was actually um, you know there's a good online community uh, for like how to work on those things because obviously they're not made anymore so uh, and they yeah they sound really cool and they're yeah like built built like tanks I imagine uh, moving it around was one of the worst parts of working on it. Like, if yes, <laughs> yeah, no, no wheels, huh? No, no wheels. Uh, I don't know if they ever had a model that came stock with wheels. Uh, a lot of them don't have a uh, um, uh, solid bottom too, so it's like you wouldn't want to uh, screw casters onto them. They're they're so heavy, uh, and like the hardwood. Um, shell is one thing but i think the the panels on the bottom are not always hardwood i don't know if you'd want to be putting that much weight on it but who no knows? not in, not in like four even six particular locations right yeah yeah they're they're heavy that's super cool that's super cool if i ever come across an old organ and Call i have him. some money oh yeah. no don't uh, well it's <laughs> so you're like are you oh you said you said oh money money me yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah time ain't free time ain't free and that stuff's hard to work on and i certainly couldn't do it do you do you 
uh, repair your own gear as well when it when it needs to be repaired? Uh, yeah, I, I always try. Uh, I do like doing things myself as much as possible. Uh, of course, there are uh, limitations, but um, a couple uh, of my most recent upgrades from my studio actually were uh, kits from like uh, DIY recording. That's a really cool company. Um, I recently built an 1176 clone from Hairball Audio. That was really cool. Um, and uh, just today finished wiring up a new headphone distribution system. Uh, this It's an old Furman, but uh, I uh, wired all the Ethernet patching for it. Um, so as much as I can do myself, is uh is good he's the it department the, of yes the band. of dark satellite yes well and if you have if you have your own recording studio you have to be your own it department these yeah. days too <laughs> <clears throat> what what software are you guys using which which star are you in when you record uh reaper reaper um so i'd been using pro tools for uh, uh like about 10 years actually uh and then uh, Little House was actually the last song that I recorded in my old sort of setup where I had a Soundcraft board and was still running Pro Tools. Uh, and then I ended up switching to um, using more like rack preamps and um, not using a analog board, but actually just having a touchscreen. And when I did that overhaul, I also switched to Reaper. Uh, and that's been really cool. It's uh, very customizable, very... Uh, stable and uh, is not a subscription so that's a really nice thing about it another interesting thing about reaper is there's a linux version of it available for folks like me if i would like to use it i don't mm -hmm. ha i haven't purchased it but there's a linux version of that a lot of people a lot of podcasters who do maybe slightly different stuff than what i'm doing where they need more multi-tracking they, they, they'll use reaper because like the our door is not really there and you should never use audacity in live audio production ever. Mm. it's not it's not very stable oh what, what are you running um i don't capture in um uh, multi-track anymore oh uh, it's uh, stereo but i can show you the i can show you the system because it's all this is all this is like a, a custom customized linux install here Wow, we're not. Uh, we you you the, you probably know about OBS, the uh, the software I'm using to do the scene switching. That's that's like the industry standard. But everything else here is you know probably a bunch of software you've never heard of. Like there's hmm. the DSP is all from a company called Cat. Well, company again, this is open source stuff. The, the word company is an interesting thing, right? Oh, right, because they're probably hemorrhaging money and you know relying on volunteers. But uh, yeah, it's it's different. It's not you know the software is not going to be like super familiar to people. Hmm. But um, the audio, the gearheads who come through here, generally think it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. What do you what do you what do you use for preamps? What do you guys have there for the mics? Oh uh, well, my favorite channels are uh, so I've got two LA six uh, tens. So that's Universal Audio's six uh, ten preamp, and then uh, it's a channel strip with uh, preamp, the shelving EQ, and then uh, the optical compressors. And then I have one six one seven six, which is a uh, another 610 preamp into the 1176 uh, FET compressor circuit. And then I've got an S SSL alpha channel, uh, which is actually like my go-to for guitar uh, pretty much across the board. And then I've got a quad of Cytex. I don't know much about that company, um, but a couple of people had recommended them. They're super clean. I like to use them on overheads room mics and stuff like that drums and 
and then, yeah, I've got the interface preamps on my RME Fireface 800. So, yeah, I'm still running a Firewire 800 uh, system, but really still works fine. How are you getting that into a modern computer? Well, it's, I'm not using a modern computer. Ah! So that, <laughs> it's, a, it's a 2012 Mac Mini, uh, and it's uh, instead of the Fusion Drive, I have two solid states in there in RAID. Um, so still keeping up, still chugging away. I mean, it, uh, and it was... It survived editing that video, that 6K hey, oh, that, footage. That almost killed it, though. Well, I, I wouldn't say it almost killed it. It only crashed once, uh, in, you know, editing was, that it, whole video. It was nerve-wracking editing that, and then just, like, <laughs> something freezing, and then the computer getting really hot, and we're like, oh. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, because those don't really have a graphics card in them, really, to no. like, help with, uh, like, like whereas, you know, I, I don't know, there's not a big graphics card in here because I don't game, but definitely, if there was no graphics card in here, I wouldn't notice it when I opened a video editor, for sure, and yeah. I wouldn't be able to stream at all. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Would not be able to do uh, the, all the, the scene switching and stuff. So, that has a FireWire 800 port on it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, one FireWire. That is a long time ago. It's I, I, yeah. It doesn't seem like it's that long ago until you think about that. It's eleven years ago. That is, yeah. And you don't. Well, that, I mean, that makes sense though, because you you were talking about all your DSP and all your DSP is hardware, right? Or, oh, and uh, yeah. I, I even have like analog. Uh, my main reverb bus is actually two spring reverbs that are rack rack mounted. Um. And yeah, I mean, like most of my compressors, I've got a 500 series rack with 10 channels of various kinds of uh, compression and limiting and uh, even a pair of Pultec. So I, I actually have a uh, Pultec EQs. That's probably the biggest gear improvement I've made recently. Yeah, so you don't need you don't need a whole bunch of compute horsepower. Exactly. Um, and the Reaper plugins, especially, I have to say, are they're so efficient and uh, they work really well, too. Um, I don't, I'm not big into coding. I think it runs on, uh, JavaScript actually. Oh. I, I don't think it's like a, but I could be wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure cause it says JS next to the plugins. So ah, yeah, they might be, they might be, I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to ask one of my friends if he knows much about that. Yeah. Well, that's, that's very fucking cool. Do you guys do your own mastering or do you send that off? Uh, we do our own mastering as well. Um, and uh yeah, we're all in-house we do everything <laughs> trevor seems to uh have the same problem i have it's called not invented here syndrome <laughs> where if it's not invented here we don't use it it's right a, and but that that's cool in a way too because then you don't you don't need anybody it's there's ways in which it kind of sucks because there are like there are ways there are ways in which you know you're you cannot possibly be the best person at every individual task that oh, goes yeah. into producing something but if you know i you are you might be the best person for all those tasks it seems like <laughs> seems like everything that comes out of there sounds sounds real good oh thank you and where is the studio at is it like a home studio or are you renting office space or, or what's oh, up uh it is a home studio it actually is the original house of cactus house so uh, Cactus House was a miner's cabin uh, in the late 1800s. Uh, I'm out in New Almaden, so that's an old mining town. Um, so that got uh, built up in the hills and then uh, dragged down to the spot that it's at. 
so that's like a 200 square foot redwood miners cabin and that is now the studio i just put a like a 500 pound steel sound door that separates it from the addition that was built uh in the 60s and then renovated over a couple years when i moved in um so that's the rest of the house back there and uh yeah it is kind of cool um it actually is the best sounding room uh in the in the house i did try uh recording a lot of different things all around the the house you know just uh in the early days just kind of for fun and with friends and uh, actually the 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 early dark satellite recordings are some of those where we were putting amps in like hallways and stuff and just trying things out um it was before he had a soundproof door right so i would always just tell my roommates hey sorry you know it's gonna be loud for a I'm while. Loud. i was the loud one to piss them off but i was putting amps in his a uh, kitchen <laughs> like 22 watt combo tube amps and just, just cranking cranks. it yeah there's a lot of reflective surfaces in there you heard that shit all throughout the house yeah yeah right absolutely <laughs> um but no i mean the you know everyone was cool with it and uh you know, it, t it takes a long time to like really build up the the setup that I have now where I've, I've got uh, two heavy steel core sound doors uh, and acrylic panels over all the windows. And I'm I'm actually still building uh, bass traps and things like that. Um, it's an ongoing process. I'm sure you can relate to this where it's like you shoot your room and you're like, I still have this like big lump at 40 hertz and you know so yeah always... there, it's for for me it's generally because like what we're doing here like um we're you know it's it's the we care a great deal about how our show sounds um when we first got to twitch people accused us of being pre-record oh <laughs> they were like this is pre-recorded this isn't real i was like shut up this is real i'm like you're the only person in my chat and i'm talking to you right now right <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's different for us. It's been or for I mean now it's me because I you know I was Ashley uh, lived I lived with Ashley for a while hmm. and um, you know Chip was always on the show when I was in Campbell and hmm. like it's kind of whittling down to where it's just me. But the problem's all lighting now. Oh. It's almost always lighting. Um, like I'm not happy with the lighting right now. <laughs> I do <laughs> like this green light behind. Oh, it, it, it looks it looks great. It's just like like I I'm just you you understand you know what i'm talking about where it's you know you're like no this looks great what are you talking about well that's because you don't do video right and i'm like your album your album sounds great your mixing sounds great and you're like well there was this one part in this song actually that i'm not very happy with at all sir <laughs> oh boy yeah we, we all we all do it we all do it to ourselves but that's how i mean that's how you get better at stuff yeah, yeah the, totally and the, the the part that sucks actually is when you start becoming good at something right because then then your improvements are just smaller and smaller and smaller. And then nobody else notices the things you've improved. Oh, no, exactly. <laughs> and that's the stuff that takes the the longest. Um, like, I doubt anyone's going to hear the difference with like, oh, I, I built a better bass trap. You know, it's actually shaped correctly. And it's like, you can't really hear the difference necessarily. It's just less uh, bass buildup if you're miking something near the corner. Um well, and it's it's going to work in conjunction with other things. Other right? things, yeah. Yeah, you know the it's like I said. Sure, yeah. Like when we when we first started doing this, and we replaced all the the twenty dollar mics with better mics. Yeah, people heard that. Oh, definitely. Yeah, but then yeah. you know we I replaced I replaced this crappy M audio box I have with these Focusrite boxes, and mm. nobody noticed. 
Hmm. <laughs> Nobody knows anything. I was like, it sounds so much better. And they're like, no, it doesn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's, that's it. But it's, you know, it's, it's, it's that stuff. It's, it's, but it's, it's fun for like a creator for the creator. You know, you're going in there. Part of the reason you're upgrading your studio is because it's fun. It's a hobby. You, yeah. you, you want to build it out. You want it to be the way that you want it to be. And it doesn't really matter that much if people notice the incremental improvement, because what people will probably notice is the year over year, or 18 month over 18 month mm-hmm. period improvement in the way things sound. Oh, absolutely. And that's, that, that's, that's, that's real good. And that's, you know, that's the kind of stuff that, that, that I notice is somebody will, you know, be gone or like, you know, just people that are like my friends or whatever, that aren't really that interested in the content here. And they come back, they're like, oh wow, your lighting looks great now. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh shit, really? Okay, good. Good. <laughs> like you haven't seen it in a year. Good. Well, it's been it's been really fun talking to the two of you. Um, Thank you. Yeah, it's been you know. Thanks for having us. Yeah, oh yeah, you. yeah. And uh, you know, I, I, uh, I'm out of I'm out of the South Bay now, but I'm like I'm right in right in between everybody. So you all want to go get a beer or something sometime? Let me know. There's this open mic that uh, Melody Renee does over here, right just around the way at uh, yeah. Jack's. So I know oh. you guys are professional musicians, but that doesn't mean you can't go to an open mic and have a few beers and check out uh mostly mostly old folks playing um like Creedence Clearwater songs and stuff. It's pretty okay. fun actually. That's cool. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. We'll 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 definitely stay in touch. Um yeah. uh where's the best place for people to find you? I didn't even ask that at the upfront. Like okay. where would you prefer like if people were gonna go look for Dark Satellite and then if people were gonna go look for Cactus House? Where would you where would you send them for each of those places? Um, for the band for Dark Satellite, uh, Instagram just Dark Satellite Band, um, and we also have a link tree on there that will bring you to you know our Facebook, Spotify, Bandcamp, Apple Music, all that stuff, our music videos, um, and we list all our shows in the bio of the Instagram too. Cool. Yeah, and I'll make sure to put uh, the link tree at least, probably probably more than just the link tree, but yeah. it'll be in the show notes. For the yeah, podcast. but that yeah, in- Instagram, you know, you can message us, and if there's any questions, if you're trying to go to one of our shows and you have questions about it, you know, feel free to send us a message. Man, you guys are pretty friendly, so hmm. most of the time, most of the time, most of the time. And then, uh, where where would you want uh, people to look for Cactus House? Oh, I'm I'm also on Instagram, but uh, CactusHouseRecording.com. Uh, would would be perfect, and uh, I actually have it set up now where people can uh, book online. Uh, so there's actually I switched over to Squarespace to use their scheduling. That's what my um, website's on too. I've been like a web developer, and I run servers and stuff. But when we went to put this project together, I was like, no, we're going to use Squarespace so that everybody can contribute. And right. that was I was under the impression that other people were going to help me with the website. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, websites are uh, well. Squarespace is a lot easier. I I did start on WordPress and I switched to Squarespace for the the uh, booking. But yeah, it's it's a cool platform. It definitely makes things a lot easier. And um, there's also uh, Dark Satellite. Is it Dark Satellite Band dot com? Yeah, yeah Dark Satellite Band dot com. That's also in our in our link tree. So we got a lot of places you can find us. <laughs> and for uh, and for getting the music for the Dark Satellite music. I mean. Uh, you pr- probably prefer people order the physical CD from you mm-hmm. if if they can, but every, the overwhelming consensus has been Bandcamp from yeah. all the artists that Bandcamp is the yeah. best. Um, and we understand, you know, we have CDs, and one thing we, you know, we hear at shows is like, oh, my car doesn't even have a CD player. So we hear that a lot. Um, but we like to keep our our prices as cheap as we could, so you know we can get our music out there, and we hope people enjoy it and enjoy the art and all that. Very good. Well, we're going to close this out with 
Thousand Sunny Days by Dark Satellite. This has been a lot of fun, and this is the first local love recording in this new studio here in the oh, East cool. Bay. So, and it might be a while for, for the next one. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Who, we'll see who hits us up. It's uh, just uh, just the homies and like you know you guys because you know, awesome because well because everybody probably is uh, interested in uh, hearing about the studio that Boomers was recorded in. Honestly, my fucking chat yeah. just absolutely loves that song. But cool. anyway. No more talking about Matt. This is a uh, dark satellite thousand sunny days. <laughs> right, this, has been, this has been local love and this has been great. I uh, almost put a fork in this project, but I'm glad you guys emailed me.
Can't get enough Echoplex and want to keep the conversation going with the hosts and community when we're not live? Then join our Discord server at discord.me slash Echoplex. We have text channels, voice channels, meme repositories, and a whole section of screenshots that we don't even remember where they came from. Come join the Now Space on Discord at discord.me slash Echoplex.